time and time again when I've spoken to other pharmacists about the landscape of the profession, um, about you know what being a pharmacist really is, it's so easy for the discussion to slip into the negativities associated with it. Yes, there's less money. Yes, there's more tuition. And there aren't enough jobs to go around. But instead, we wanted to highlight something that has recently happened with the profession and why it's important that we celebrate it and we talk about it. And what we're going to be talking about today is advocacy. Welcome back to Off The Script, guys. We're just rounding off the end of 2019, and we want to end it off with a really good topic because there has been a lot of work in advocacy this year, specifically for pharmacy. And this, this kind of comes off of what happened in the beginning of the year and some messages that were sent out by the Ontario government, more specifically with their budget. And we talked about this, uh, this budget in our first season. If you had listened to our episode then, it was a little bit of doom and gloom because there were you know, over $700 million worth of cuts that were being uh, decided upon for the profession of pharmacy. And these cuts included things like uh, med checks going away, uh, long-term care pharmacy taking a huge hit, and even the pricing for medications um, and the reimbursement for it being changed with how the government reimburses us. But there have been changes, and this is what this episode is about. So it's kind of like a part two, it's a follow-up. And so today, what are we gonna be talking about here? We want to give you guys a background on what the current state of healthcare budgeting actually looks like, and then talk about how our advocacy efforts have actually done a lot to change what could have potentially happened to the professional pharmacy versus what we're facing now. And related to that first episode that we did in the first season, one of the things that we did relate to that episode was that we told everyone, all of our listeners and all of our peers and friends to go send out messages to their local MPPs. And lo and behold, it did make a difference. So before we get into the juicy bits of this episode, uh, we wanted to quickly go over what the current state of the healthcare budget and the healthcare landscape is in Ontario as a whole. It's not good right now. No, and these cuts that were being made to pharmacy, if you understand the entire landscape, it helps to put into perspective that pharmacy is not just being targeted. I think it's very easy for pharmacists and pharmacy professionals to think that everything is just being solely directed towards them, that, you know, why is it always pharmacists who are getting cut? But really, with the current government that's in power, no one is being discriminated against. Yeah, we've, we've faced a lot of cuts in the last decade, and it does seem like we're kind of being bullied a little bit. But at least this year around, it's, it's definitely not just us. It's, it's everyone that's being targeted. In a nutshell, in terms of all the healthcare cuts that are being done, Many jobs are being cut from hospitals. Many jobs are being even cut from places like Cancer Care Ontario. And it doesn't look like any, any healthcare profession is actually getting any boosts in funding, at least from what we see, from a quick overview. And it doesn't matter what type of work you do in the healthcare field. You could be a nurse, you could be losing your job, you could be a data analyst at Cancer Care Ontario, you could be losing your job, you could be an e-health specialist, and you'll still be possibly at risk of losing your job this year because of all the cuts from our government this year. So again, we just wanted to reaffirm and reassure everyone that it's not just us, it's everyone that's taking a hit. And of course, you know, we're saying this in the context of all of Ontario, and it would be nice if no one was getting healthcare cuts, but we just wanted everyone to kind of have like a, a good a good context before we kind of jump into what 
what, uh, what, what changes we're going through and why advocacy has done such a large role in changing the impact of, uh, of the healthcare cuts to pharmacy. Our last episode on uh, the budget, we talked about how the government wanted to cut about $791 million to the profession. And this was announced around last April of 2019. Around this time, a lot of pharmacists were upset a lot of pharmacy professionals in general were upset because it wasn't good news for anyone. And so our advocacy groups like the Neighborhood Pharmacy Association and the Ontario Pharmacy Association started talks with the government at the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care over the next seven months to look at alternatives. And the result of these talks was a new proposed changes with the budget cuts going down to $436 million instead which resulted in 45% reduction in cuts. Now that's a lot of numbers that I just threw at you, but essentially what that means is that the government was planning to cut a lot and now they're planning to cut less. And if you guys want the full details, we really recommend checking the OPA webinar that was done and we'll link that in the description below. The OPA webinar was very comprehensive in talking about all of the different changes that they discussed with the government and how all of the initially proposed budget cuts were really brought down to a more realistic level. But just as a quick overview, the things that were being cut that aren't anymore are med checks. So those, those are staying for a while now, not permanently, but there's a plan to modernize them and make them more relevant, which is good. And another change was that they originally proposed for long-term care to have um, an o complete overhaul of their, of their payment model, but that has been Adjusted. Adjusted. We'll just say adjusted for now. There are still cuts, but it, it's just adjusted instead. And again, for all these details, please take a look at the webinar. It outlines all of the changes very well. As well, OPA does have an FAQ document that you can read through, and it's very detailed on the long-term care budget changes specifically. One thing that we really wanted to drive home is that this is a win at the end of the day, and it's not a loss. And the reason why I say this, and it's something that a lot of people might not realize, I, I didn't know this for the first couple of years while I was in pharmacy, is that the Ontario Pharmacists Association and other advocacy groups don't actually have a guaranteed seat at the table when it comes to these discussions or negotiations. So what I mean by that is when the Ontario government proposes to deliver $700 million in cuts of funding to the profession, they don't have to talk to anyone related to pharmacy to do it. They could do the cuts and we could just, we could just sit there and take it. Yeah, they, we wouldn't even be invited into the room. We don't have to be invited into the room. However, what's important is that our advocacy groups have maintained relationships very carefully and they have to continue maintaining those relationships carefully in order to ensure that they have negotiating power and they have a seat at the table when talking about all these cuts that are going on. It's really easy to be angry and upset and say, you know, why are you doing this to us? What's going on? Start picketing or whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, this is politics we're talking about. This is a lot of red tape that has to be crossed. There's uh, non-disclosure agreements that have to be signed. And it's a whole different other ballgame than, you know, being uh, or working at a hospital or working at a community pharmacy. It's, it's a different game that they're playing. You don't want to step on any toes. Exactly. And that sounds almost like scary, like, oh, like, why is the government like this? You know, but th that's how they deal with everyone because everyone wants a piece of the pie. 
Again, we're not being picked on with these budget cuts, it's just how it works, unfortunately. And like Bazan mentioned about maintaining the relationship closely, something that's really important is that when all these advocacy groups do talk to the government, they also have to come to the government with a strong message. And part of building a strong message is actually getting the opinions of, of us, of the community pharmacists, of the hospital pharmacists, of the industry pharmacists that are actually working in Ontario. because. If we don't send in these letters to our representatives uh, of the government, then they don't really have any evidence to go off of to know that these cuts are going to affect us. That's another reason why it's really important for you as a member of pharmacy or even as a member of public that, that uses pharmacy services, which is just about everyone, to actually express your, uh, your concerns to the government when it comes to that time. If you guys are looking back at this last year and in April when we heard about all those changes, if you guys are mad about those changes and you actually did something about it, then, then you guys all deserve a great, good, like, a great pat on your back because you guys did something and we actually made changes. And if you didn't voice your concern last time, then it's never too late because like we said before, these cuts aren't really new to pharmacy so there will be a point in time in the future where we will have to advocate for the profession again. And you may not have realized the effect of advocacy, and maybe that's why you didn't voice your concerns before, but we cannot emphasize how important it is. So next time pharmacy needs an extra voice, we hope you'll join us in the advocacy effort. And just going off of Chris's point, it's one thing to not like the advocacy groups that currently exist, but the least that you can do is be an advocate for yourself. And not liking the way that advocacy is played out in the province is one thing, but if you're still not advocating for yourself or advocating for the rest of your profession selflessly, then you might as well just be a bystander in everything. And you really don't deserve to complain. And that being said, I know, especially when I sent my letter in to the MPs and the MPPs and the, and the Minister of Health and our charming um, Premier of, of Ontario, um, I was expecting some sort of response back. I almost felt like when I send my letter and they would be like, oh my God, Fezan, yes, I, you know, you're absolutely correct. Pharmacists, they're getting a real beat down. We need to listen up. You know, they're the frontline healthcare professionals that are always there for the patient. You know what? Instead of these cuts, we're going to add $500 million funding into them. I was, I was pounding my keyboard away. I was really passionate and I was expecting a reply. Maybe, you know, it might take like a month. It might take a week. I know that they were, they had a lot of responses probably, but I was definitely expecting something too. Yeah. And I didn't get anything back. And you know, that kind of sucked because I don't know if anyone read anything that I had sent in. I don't, I mean, I know some people just get like a generic letter that comes back to them. I didn't even get that actually. I don't even think I got an automatic reply. I didn't either. <laughs> that's, that's the sad part. But you know what? That's unfortunately one of the consequences of advocacy and working in an advocacy field because it's a thankless job. You're not always going to get the feedback that you wanted. You might not even be acknowledged directly, but that doesn't mean that your efforts are wasted. And just like Chris was saying, if you did something during that time and you sent that letter in, don't beat yourself up that you didn't get that response back. It ended up with a 45% reduction in cuts. Something did actually happen and you should be happy that something happened. And the only thing you should be upset about is that more people didn't do it. Because if they did, who knows? Maybe that 45% reduction could have ended up being a 45% increase in our budget. Maybe not that much, Chris, but at least it could have been a lesser reduction. 
we, we went over how to actually advocate for the profession in our first season, but if you guys ever have any questions about how to you know, go about doing this or being an advocate for the profession, please shoot us a message over at Off The Script social media accounts, just because we are open to all of your questions and we definitely are here to help. At the end of the day, we can talk about all of the objective changes that happened and could have potentially happened, but really what makes a difference is just putting your foot forward and actually advocating for the profession. And from what we've seen is that if you do actually put your voice in, there are changes that can be made and are made. So that's it for today's episode, guys. We just wanted to give you a quick little update on what's happened and, and why, why advocacy has worked but no one cares. It's kind of weird. Yeah. We care. I mean, 2019 has been a roller coaster of a year, but I think in general, we definitely saved it from the first half of what 2019 looked like for the profession. Exactly. Our profession has been saved thanks to the efforts of our advocacy all around the province. And thank you to any of our listeners that did actually send out any letters out to the government. Really, it means a lot. and. Without you guys, without your efforts, we, we, we wouldn't be where we are today. We really love that our listeners are probably some of the most passionate pharmacists out there and the ones that are willing to make a change for our profession. And with this episode, we come to the end of the first year of Off The Script. And within our first year, Chris, we've, we've done a lot. We've, we've put out one whole season. We've started a second season. And I think something's coming in the new year. Something that everyone should be really uh, looking out for. Yeah, a little mix-up in our episode uh, structure. So, so be on the lookout for that. Not just that, though. There's more. There's going to be an additional platform that might be added to what Off the Script is going to be built off of. Something that we can actually send you to to take a look at all of our content. Oh, are, are, are you talking about offthescriptshow.com? which is probably not operational yet, but it will be soon. <laughs> I mean, at the present moment, no, but when this episode is released, I'm sure that it will be. Tom, it better be. Well, hopefully you guys can access that webpage at that time, and if not, check it out in the new year, because it should be definitely up there, Tom, please. Offthescriptshow.com. And actually, this means I don't actually have to say all our multiple social medias, because everything will be on that website. So moving forward from this episode onwards, it's just going to be go to offthescriptshow.com. And in the new year as well, for all of you pharmacy students that are out there or any of the pharmacy professionals that might be going to Professional Development Week, which is a, a week long of fun and shenanigans with pharmacy professionals all across the country, say hi to Chris because he's going to be there actually. And Tom as well. We'll have our business cards and multiple stickers that you can give out to to put onto your backpacks, your laptops, your phones, your, your, your chest. And, and anywhere else you can put stickers. And this is all limited edition merchandise, so you should get it now before it's all gone. And before it costs money, this is free. Yeah, and if you're also keen on going to the Ontario Pharmacist Conference, you might just see us there as well. Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't bought tickets yet, but yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful New Year's, and we'll see you in 2020. Happy holidays, everyone. Off the Script is produced by Tom Fung, Faison Baig, and Chris Tse. Fact-checking is done by Stephen Guan. Mixing and editing is done by Chris Tse. Off the Script is a podcast focused on education and entertainment. However, we are not a replacement for real medical advice. 
Please see your local healthcare professional if you have any questions about your own personal health. Thank you to Sean Singh for creating our introductory music, and thank you to Chill Hot Music for allowing us to use their music in our intermission and ending. You can find more great songs at chillhop.com slash listen. Thank you.